You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from our congressional care pastor, Aaron Caton. The title of the message is, Except You Believe. You know, Pastor Robert spoke on John 3.3 during joy class. He mentioned that scripture, and I just felt like the spirit... kind of leaped in me a little bit and uh, just felt instantly that God was saying, preach on it. So that's what we're going to preach on. We're going to preach on being born again. You know, when when we have a birth, you know, I I witnessed it on Tuesday with Sadie, you know, we lose our mind, Bruce, with babies. You know that? I mean, Sadie comes rolling through the hall and you got all these women, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so cute. I mean, we lose our mind. I watched Miss Leanne enjoy class. She looked over at the baby and she smiled great big. And in my, in my head, I'm like, well, she is kind of cute. You know, I'm thinking to myself with Carol. She's like, Carol's like, oh, what a pretty baby. And I'm like, huh, but the new birth, right? I wonder if the father looks at every newborn believer and looks down at him and goes, oh, that's my son, that's my daughter. Oh, come here and look, come here and look. I wonder if they do, I wonder if he does the same thing to us, huh? Hallelujah, because I kind of feel that, that we get that image, right? That likeness, right? We're created in his image and that likeness. And, and I just truly believe, John, that the father looks down every time someone gets saved. That's my child. Look at him, look how cute he is, look at her. I just believe that, that God looks down upon us. The new birth. John 3 and 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Cause and effect, it takes an action to produce an outcome. You have to be born again to see the kingdom of God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come together tonight, Lord God, to worship you. And we're thankful that your heart was open to our voices of praise. And Lord, I ask you to manifest, Lord God, through me. Everything that you've given me, Lord God, may I give it the way that you've given it to me. I ask your blessing upon all of us in the name of Jesus and amen. So Jesus spoke seven accepts. He says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In Luke 13, verse 3, He says the same things in verse five. I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Jesus is talking to individuals and and he's warning them. Don't judge people. Don't blame people. Don't worry about their guilt. Don't worry about what's going on in their life. God will punish them. Jesus is saying, make sure that you are right with your own life. Repent or you will perish. The second time he uses it, Matthew 18 and 3, and said, Verily, I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Except you be converted and become as little children. The disciples were talking, they're they're roundabout and they're talking and they're, they're wanting to know who will be the greatest in heaven. Jesus, who will be the greatest among us in heaven? And Jesus tells him, the way to heaven is by trusting And depending on God. It's not about who's going to be the greatest. It doesn't matter who the greatest is. Abba's the greatest. Jesus is right behind him. The Holy Spirit 
It doesn't matter who the greatest. He says, be converted and be as little children. Trust and depend on the Father. You think about yourselves how many times that you had your child depend on you. Whenever I was reading and studying, I thought about, I thought about Tory Girl teaching her how to ride a bike. And, and I'm going with her, Daddy, don't let go. Don't let go. And she's trusting me. And she's trusting me. And finally, you let go. And she takes off pedaling, right? Didn't work out very well. She went head over heels, right? And flip-flopped and flip-flopped. And then you got to pick her back up. Hey, come on, come on. You can do this again. You put her back on the bike. Daddy, don't let go. Don't let go. And you're, you're sending her. She's trusting you, trusting you. And then you let go of her again. And this time she doesn't flip-flop, right? That's what the father, he wants us to be converted and to trust him and to depend on him. And then he wants us to walk in humility. That's what Jesus is trying to teach him. You, you'll not be the greatest in heaven if you don't trust on God, if you don't depend upon him, and if you don't walk in humility as a child does. The third one we already read, John 3 and 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There has to be a transformation from God into our heart. That exchange sins for salvation. John 3 and 5, the fourth one. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This doesn't necessarily mean the water baptism because when we think about it, the disciples were called and they were never, you don't read that they were baptized. It doesn't necessarily mean the water baptism. I believe that it means that the salvation because of hearing the word of God has brought them to redemption and that it's awakening the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. We're dead to the Holy Spirit until we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The fifth one, John 6 and 53, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life. Man, that is, that is powerful. Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life. This simply means that we believe what Christ did for us. We believe the cross. We believe the conquering of the, gra of the grave. We believe that he is who he, that he says that he is. He's the bread of life. He's the blood for the new covenant. And by grace through faith, we are saved. That's what it means. The sixth one, Matthew 5 and 20. Except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Your entry into God's kingdom, it's based off your righteousness. It's based off the love of your heart. It's not based off of legalism. The scribes and the Pharisees had a hard time letting go of their religion, of their tradition, of the values of, of the law. Jesus Christ himself was in front of them and they could not let go of it to be converted into a child of the most high God. John 15, four and six, number seven. It's the end of verse four. Except you abide in me, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If we're not attached to the vine, if we're not attached to Jesus, walking in obedience to God's word, God will cut us off and we will spiritually wither away. And without repentance, heaven will not be our home. Amen. So except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was a prominent teacher in Israel. John verses one and two, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. 
The same came to Jesus by night. That's important. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. We learn earlier in chapter 2, verses 23, that Jesus is in Jerusalem and it's Passover and that he's starting to do great works. He's starting to do miracles and everybody is starting to believe upon Jesus. He even said, we know that thou, thou art a teacher come from God. He's saying that even we, the Sadducees, the, the Pharisees, the, the Sanhedrin council believes that you are a teacher from God. Nicodemus is a teacher of the law. And he comes to Jesus at night and he calls Jesus, he says, Rabbi. He even recognizes him as a master and a teacher. He recognizes him as the Lord of all and he continues to tell him that everybody believes on you. Listen, and he made a confession. And when we confess with our mouth, our heart will start to believe. Jesus said, Rabbi, or Nicodemus said, Rabbi, meaning master, meaning Lord. He's starting to believe in his own heart but he isn't sure what to believe. That's the religion that's inside of him. And it's messing him up and it's keeping him from his breakthrough. He's bound to where he's not having a spiritual blessing. Jesus, he really overwhelms Nicodemus and he confuses him even more. He says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Can you imagine what Nicodemus is explaining? He's a Pharisee. I'm a seed of Abraham. I'm a keeper of the law. I'm a teacher of Israel. What do you mean I won't see the kingdom of God? How do I, an old man, get born again? Our natural mind blocks all the spiritual blessings and all the spiritual freedom because we just can't see. Our mind and our eyes will not open. John 3 and 5 and 6 says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We're weak, we're weak in the flesh. And because of that, the law of sin is death. When we think about it, when we think about what he oversees, Nicodemus oversees, he sees the law. When we think about the adulterous woman that was caught and, and they drug him before, they drug her before Jesus and, and they, they formed a little council and they wanted to know if, if they were going to be able to stone her to death. Jesus dropped down, rode in the sand, got back up. Says, Do you have not any sin? Who will cast the first stone that doesn't have sin? He's a keeper of the law. He's trying to trap, they were trying to trap Jesus in all this. The law is nothing but death. But what is it to be born of? To be born of the word of God and the spirit. The Holy Spirit and the word gives life. It brings the new birth into the believer. We get a whole new perspective on life when we become a new believer. It's more than being saved. It's about a right living. It's about a peace that, that overwhelms us and overflows. And God starts talking to us. And there's a fire inside of you. And we started talking about this on the way over. You know, there's a fire inside of you. And, and, and I thought about that fire, Rita. That fire was for the sacrifice. Man, we get, we get renewed. We get that born again. There's a fire inside of us. There's a zeal and a passion where we want to burn for God. We want to go and tell everybody everything that's happened. 
We want to tell everybody what Jesus has done for us. We want to say, I, I met Jesus at, at an altar this weekend. I, I asked for forgiveness. I asked him to be the Lord of my life. I can't explain it, but he came in and I got up free. Amen. <laughs> We've got to be born again of the word of God and of his spirit. Ephesians 4 and 24 says, and, they, and that you put on the new man. What is the new man? Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The new man gets a new attitude. The old things are all passed away. We desire to learn Christ. We desire to be Christ's likeness. Your conversation starts to change. Your friendship starts to change. God's changing you and he's creating you for a better purpose and a better person. You're going to learn of Christ, the truth of Jesus. God loved you, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, who knew no sin to come and die for us, to take our sins and to wash us free by his redeeming blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Are you washed in that blood? Is every single person here washed in the blood? Jesus came for us too. Abba loves us that he sent his only begotten son and he says, believe on him. But Jesus came for us. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to draw us out of sin. He wasn't a keeper of the law. He wasn't the religious elite. He became the savior. Jesus loves us so much that he laid down his life for us so that we could be born again. John 10 and 18, Jesus said it. No man taketh it from me. Speaking of his own life, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. This commandment I have received of my father. Jesus loves us so much, the father sent him, but he loved us so much that he had the power to lay down his life. He had, it kind of tells me in a way that he's speaking, I have an option. He chose to do the father's will, but what he's saying is I'm going to lay down my life. Think about it. He came so that you could be born again. He came. He said, I'm going to lay down my life so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. He laid it down on the cross. He gave it all and rose from the grave and conquered it all. Amen? So that we could live, so that we could have a heart that chases after him. Nicodemus asked him again in John 3 and 9, he says, how can these things be? And John tells him, and Jesus tells him in John 3 and 10, Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Jesus expected Nicodemus to know the scriptures. He expected him to be studied. He's a teacher. Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. I feel like there's a conversion taking place. God is sprinkling clean water upon us. Mm, glory. And when I think about the sprinkling of the water, I think about the sprinkling of the Old Testament priest. I think about the blood that was sprinkled up on the altar. I think about the blood that was sprinkled up on the horns for forgiveness of sins. I think about the priest who would take his finger and he would dip it in and he did it seven times up on the curtain at the tent of meeting. I think about the priest that went in and sacrificed blood up on the mercy seat so that all sin could be freed and forgiven. God sprinkling clean water upon us to remove the guilt, the shame, the sin, and to forgive us. Amen? That's good stuff. All right? 
He's clinking. He's sprinkling water. But it gets better. A new heart also will I give you. A new heart and a new spirit will I put within you. That's change. That's major change. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. This heart This heart of ours will be pliable. It will be strong. It will be flexible. And it will be teachable. Totally, totally, totally opposite of the stony heart. I don't care what you say to me. It's my way or it's the highway. But that's not what God's doing. God takes it. He renews it. He puts a breath of life in it. And he says, I'm going to bring a new heart inside of you. I'm going to give you life. Totally opposite. There's an inward awakening which we didn't even know that we had. There's an inward stirring that says, I need to know more about Jesus. I need to know more about God. I need to know more about the apostles. I want and desire the Holy Spirit which dwells in me, but I don't understand what I'm doing. Verse 27, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you shall keep my judgments and do them. This verse made me think of Acts 10 and 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, who went about doing good. If you don't worry about healing and casting out devils, just remember this, that he's anointed you with Holy Ghost and power to do good. Amen? Amen. For God was with him. For God was with Jesus. It took the Father to be with the Son in order to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to demonstrate the anointing that we have inside of us. It took God was with him. I believe I read that in the Great Commission, that God is with us. Amen? He put his spirit in Moses. Moses went to to Pharaoh and made many demands. He put his spirit in Pharaoh where he gave it all and said, take. Matter of fact, Take everything. Take the jewelry off of us. Take the livestock. There was a twist in his own heart. And then Pharaoh's heart hardened again. But the Israelites were gone. The spirit was in Daniel, cast in the lion's den. He didn't falter. He didn't fail. He didn't cry out. He said, here I am, God. There's a spirit that's inside of us. We're born again to live a much stronger life. We're born again to live a spirit-filled life, believing that all things are possible with God. You might need an encourager. Call someone. Call somebody that's filled. Call somebody that you know is born again that can read scripture to you and will encourage you to live life to the fullest. Jesus is working on Nicodemus's heart. John 3 and 11, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. Jesus is letting him know all things. People can't change people. Only God can do this. We share the testimony of what God has done for us, what God is doing in us, what God has done in our church. How many of us this week will testify of your family or testify at work that there was four individuals saved this Sunday morning. How many of you will have the courage to say, man, you should have been at church. The Lord was moving. Pastor almost didn't even preach. The anointing fell. People were coming to the altar. That's a testimony. That's that's just testifying of what God did today. 
There was four that raised their hands for salvation. Guess what? I know for sure two of them got saved because I saw them come to the altar. That's the testimony of what God wants. He's, he's telling Nicodemus, we're telling you what we know. We're showing you. You've seen these things. Listen, you've seen these things. Each one reach one. Why wait until September 10? Why don't we just come this week and start saying, man, you ought to be in our church house. God's healing. God's moving. God's delivering. The greatest healing of all is salvation. There's nothing greater than someone being born again. Amen? What a testimony that we have to take this week out into the workplace. Jesus tells Nicodemus, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, the son of man must be lifted up. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus is working on the heart of Nicodemus. Listen, it's hard to be a Pharisee. And I learned that from scripture, John 12, 42 and 43. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also, many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Least they should be put out of the synagogue, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Spiritual life can't be put off because of you being afraid to speak about God. Spiritual life can't be put off because you're afraid to speak about to your family about Jesus. Spiritual life can't be put off because you work at a place that says we got to keep church and, and state separated. You got to share what God is doing. You got to, I'm not telling you to Bible beat anybody. I'm telling you, you got to share what you have seen and what you know, because that's what attracts, that's what attracts people. That's what, it, that's what attracts people to Jesus. Jesus walked through the whole Bible sharing what he knew about the Father and testifying, doing miracles. That's why the crowd kept coming. And whenever he sent them out two by two, it wasn't their own, it wasn't their own, their own will. It was, they had the anointing to go two by two. And they came back and they're like, we don't understand how this happened. We don't understand all the miracles that took place. We don't understand the, the conversion that took place. But Jesus told us and we went. Jesus is telling us the same thing. Take the gospel with us and share it so that there's change. The Pharisees, they love the praise of men over the praise of God. Mm. The first time you do something wrong in the crowd you're running with that they don't like, guess what? You're probably not going to be running with that crowd anymore. Right? So why don't we just run into Jesus every morning? Every morning. And why don't we just say, Abba, in the name of Jesus, what's the purpose that you got for me today? In the name of Jesus, as, as John Spiker put it, God put one before me this week that I can lead to salvation. Who are you going to put before me so I can testify of your greatness, of your goodness? Because I want to see people converted. I want to see people born again and come to you. Because whenever we start doing this, the church will grow. And I ain't talking about Jewel City Church. I'm talking about the church of God, the people that are lost in this world. We got to just ask them, do you know the praise of God? to trust in God, to walk in obedience with God, to forsake all and follow him. And you will get the gift of eternal life. Is your crowd worth missing heaven? In a meeting, Nicodemus actually stood up for Jesus. The Sanhedrin, they're, they're in a court. They're wanting to discuss how they're going to arrest Jesus. In John 7, 50 and 51, Nicodemus said unto them, does our law judge any man? Before it hear him and know what, no, and let's try that again. And know what he doeth. He couldn't contain himself any longer. His heart, 
his confession with mouth that I believe, I don't understand what I'm seeing, I don't understand what I'm hearing, but I believe his confession, his heart is starting to take place. It's starting to swivel. It's starting to turn. Nicodemus makes a plea for justice. What is Jesus guilty of? What are we persecuting? Why do we want to arrest him? What, what has he done? His heart is changing. It's starting to fill with compassion for Jesus, the Messiah. Is your heart filled with compassion for Jesus and what he's done for you? My heart's filled with compassion for what Jesus has done. Nicodemus he may have watched Jesus get beaten. He may have watched Jesus carry the cross. But I know that he knew that Jesus was crucified. And there he was born again in that moment. The old song goes, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burden of my heart was rolled away, rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day. Amen. It was at the cross where Nicodemus identified himself with Jesus. Just like you and I, his heart was changed at the cross. John 19, verses 39 and 40. And there came also Nicodemus, which at that first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes and about a 100-pound weight. And then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloths with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. The first, need, the first meeting that they had, Nicodemus came at night. He may have came just to keep away from the crowds. He may have actually just came because he was scared that he was going to lose his job. He didn't really know for sure if he wanted to be attached to Jesus. But right now, it's opening day. And he's helping pull the Son of God off of the cross. He's helping him get down. He's helping him put him in the wheelbarrow. He's helping him get to the destination of the tomb. He's, he's bringing out all of his money to pour up on somebody he should have poured it up on while he was alive. But he missed the opportunity. But now his body's dead. And he says, I've got all these spices and we need to bury him a proper barrel. And we pour out those spices and we start wrapping him up. Nicodemus was open in broad daylight saying, I love this man, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I don't really know him. I know that I missed my opportunity to walk with him. But I know today at the cross, I love him. At the cross, he was born again, a place of exchange. God will bring you out of that darkness. He met at darkness, but at the end, he was brought into the marvelous light. I'll leave you in closing John chapter three, there's only one more scripture for you. And it's from John the Baptist. Three and 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. And that's the whole thing about us. Every day, God must increase in us. Read his word for salvation. Read his word for salvation. Read his word for strength. It will appropriate energy inside of you. It will rejuvenate you. It will restructure your mind. It will renew your mind. It will renew the spirit man that's inside of you to say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves me. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. I am the head and not the tail. I don't care what my boss said about me today. Jesus loves me. Tomorrow's a new day. I'll do better. Work for Jesus. Don't work for man. Be born again. Allow your spirit man.
to be filled with the Spirit of God. Ephesians 5 and 19, he says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When you're going through a tough time, start singing. Start praising the Lord. I told you to get around encouragers. When my brother-in-law called last night, that's the scripture I gave him when he was struggling. Born again doesn't mean that you're holier than thou. Born again doesn't mean that you're not going to have a rough day. Born again means you've got a gift from God of eternal life. And it can never be stolen from you unless you backslide. God loves you. Are you born again? If you would, bow your heads. Close your eyes. I don't know everybody's heart in here, but if the message is touched tonight, that you're not born again, that you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, tonight I'd ask you to raise the hand. Is there one here tonight that would say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus? And I'll pray just a simple prayer over us. Out of Psalms 51 and 10, God, create in us a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a right spirit within us. Father, we are your children, born again by the blood of the Lamb, and we're thankful that we are born again. Lord God, I pray that you would continue to encourage us to take forth the testimony of your gospel, of Jesus, who gave his life, laid it down for us so that we could live life. Lord, help us not to be a Nicodemus, to hide in the shadows of the darkness, but to be bold like him at the end and come out in the light and say, I love Jesus with all my heart. Father, I ask a blessing upon everybody that's here and those that aren't. Bless our week, Lord God. Go with us and guide us, and I ask it in the name of Jesus, and amen. And this altar's open. I'd encourage you, come down. Come down with a thankful heart. Just tell him how thankful you are. Man, he gave you breath. You got a good marriage. Come down. You got children. Come down. Maybe you got family that's struggling. Come down and lift them up in prayer. Here tonight. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m.